You're listening to the YCA Podcast. This is a podcast created for coaches by the coaches. The Young Coaches Association is proud to present exclusive content from coaches, young and old, all across the state of South Carolina. The YCA Podcast was created to provide a platform where coaches can share their own thoughts and insights to others with the hopes of building a brand and growing the profession. In more simple terms, these are ball coaches just sitting around talking ball. Thanks for listening to the YCA Podcast. We hope you enjoy. All right, so this is the opening kick of today's positional episode. We are now into the defensive line group. So uh, I've got my co-host, Coach Fields. He's, he's not on location. He is at home, had some things he had to do. It's been kind of a busy, you know, couple of weeks. You know, we kind of missed the episode last week, went to the clinic, did some things there. Uh, it was productive, but, you know, we're here now getting started back with our positional episodes. Coach Fields, what up, my man? What's up, man? Here at the Death Star, live from the Death Star tonight. Excited, excited. I'm not outnumbered tonight. Yeah, so uh, we got special guests on tonight. Um, and just quick background, it is my buddy, Coach John Langenfeld. Uh, I, I coached with him at Union County for, I think, six years. Uh, there was one year with Coach David Lipsy and then five years with Coach Steve Tannehill. Another PE guy, um, you know, he was kind of my right-hand guy, or I was his right-hand guy. We were kind of like my brother back home, uh, we spent a lot of time together in school and doing laundry and painting fields and, you know, hanging out together and stuff like that. And kind of what, you know, Coach Fields and I do now. Uh, so uh, he, he's a good one. He's a great coach. Uh, you know, the one thing about him that, that I always loved was he always got the most out of his position. You know, whether, you know, he, he's a technician or not, but I just, his kids always played hard. And that was kind of one of the things that I was always amazed about you know, coaching with him back home. So I think he'll be a good guest tonight, and I'm excited about having him on here. Um, and then Coach Fields is also coaching D-line now, so he's going to, you know, throw his two cents in, and, and we'll, you know, hopefully put together a, a, a nice little D.O. episode. So, Coach Fields, you got anything before we jump into the first drive? No, excited, man. Excited, yeah. ready for it. Awesome. Let's get started, man. All right, so we're here. This is the, the first drive of the defensive line positional episode. Uh, I got my, my guy, Coach Brett Fields. He's off location. He's at his place, the Death Star. I'm in Fort Willis. And uh, like I said in the opening kit, we have a really special guest, really special to me, a uh, guy I spent some time with at Union County, uh, one of my buddies. He was kind of my Coach Fields before I got down here. So, Coach Fields, you've become my Coach L since I got down here at the Low Country. So, um, that's, that's a high honor from what I've heard. Oh yeah, absolutely. A high honor. Yeah. But anyway, so I got I got my buddy uh, Coach John Langenfeld. You can, we we just know him as Coach L. Uh, he's here. He's a defensive line coach at Union County High School and special teams coordinator. Uh, coach L, what's up? Man, what's going on, dude? Nothing much, man. I'm excited about having you on here, my dude. Oh yeah, good to be here. Yeah, listen, Coach L, Coach L, I mean, sorry, Coach Fields can attest, like, ever since we've talked about the position episodes, I said, I know at least one person I'm going to get on here. And when we get to the D-line, <laughs> yeah. and we get to the D-line, I'm going to call Coach John Langenfeld. So, well, you know. I appreciate you guys, I appreciate you guys reaching out, man, and being on here. Absolutely. And, and just so you guys know that are listening, Coach L is an extremely busy guy. He's also uh, got five, I think you said five kids going to the state championship for wrestling this weekend. Yes, sir. Yep. Leave tomorrow morning at 5.50 a.m. Gotcha. So, again, this dude, he's he's nonstop all the time, you know, coaching D-line, giving his best for those kids at that school. Also, weren't you coach – I mean, teacher of the year this year, Coach L? 
Yes, I'm, I'm, yes, I was. Yes, oh, sir. man, look at this. A PE oh, teacher. Man. PE teacher, PE. teacher of the year. First, this ever, guy. first ever. That's right, first ever. That's, that's what I'm this talking guy. about. This guy. Yeah, so. It just t- it tells you, you know, just how bad things are around here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what kind of teacher you are, and I know what kind of coach you are, and those are both. Uh, I, I know that if anybody deserves teacher of the year as a PE teacher, it's you, big dog, for sure. I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, so anyway, this is the first drive segment. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll stop talking. Coach L, just just give everybody kind of your background. You know, you know, you can where you where you came from. You know, the, your coaching career, whatever you want to do. You know, just go ahead and give everybody your background real quick. All right, man. So, anyways, I'm from uh, Maslin, Ohio. I played football at Maslin uh, High School, at Fighting Tigers, uh, from two, 2000. I graduated in 2000, and then I went on to uh, to play at Heidelberg University, a D3 school in the OAC Conference in Ohio. Graduated there in 2005 and uh, went on staff with uh, St. Joe Central Catholic in Fremont, Ohio. I taught there for two years, and then I moved in 2007 to Union County, South Carolina, and uh, been here ever since. So that's kind of how things pursued, but uh, moved south for fishing and finer weather and, you know, bigger dreams. So brings us to now. Yeah, and so Coach L, I mean, obviously, have you been, have you been pretty much D line? You, I, I know when I was there at Union, you were you were D line the whole time. Have yeah, you, have you done any, some, some in, different things or no? Yeah, when, when I came in in 2007, it was July, so they already had the, the staff set for the high school, and um, I actually got the the P job here at the high school, and I started coaching defense for Jonesville Middle School, and so I call, I called I call the defense that year, Jonesville 2007. And uh, after practice, I'd come up to the high school. I'd help out, run scout cards, and do stuff for the defense coordinator, um, Coach Brandon at the time, Jay Brandon. Uh, anyways, and so we, we kind of made a relationship a little bit. And I started coming around Sundays and started helping out in the scheme of things. And Priest now was in the box with him on Friday night and uh, helping him out. And then uh, the following year in 2008 is when I became the, uh, the freshman defense coordinator and um, for the freshman team. <clears throat> and did a decent job there, I guess. And the following year, I was a defensive line coach, and uh, I've been a defensive line coach since 2009 and special teams coordinator for the last two years here at Union High School. Yeah, and so, you know, Co- Coach Fields would consider you a Yankee, obviously. You're, you're from Ohio, so, you know, we, yeah. we talk about that. But talk about <laughs> talk about your high school a little bit. It is one of the, you know, premier high schools in not even, not just Ohio but in the country. Yeah, so you know, Paul Brown was from there. He he did a lot of good things for football. Um, he did uh, he created the forty, the film study. I mean, he he's you know he he's went he went on to coach Cleveland Browns. Then he went on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we've had lots of premier coaches come through Maslin. It's rich in history. I mean, it goes goes on with the rival with McKinley for the last hundred some years. You know, it's just a huge place to play high school football. And uh, I was very thankful to grow up in that town. Um, was mentored through lots of good coaches. Coach Steve Studer uh, was a, my strength coach. He was a great dude. Um, just kind of pursued me to be an educator and coach. You know, you want to just get back to what you've learned and just the traditions. And it was just an awesome place to be and have a childhood. And just football is everything. So that's 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 where I came from, man. And that's it was awesome. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I personally am, am glad that you made it down here. I know we got way better weather down here and. I keep trying to get this guy to come down to the coast, but he just won't bite. So, <laughs> I've been trying. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's not for lack of trying, but 
you know, keep keep taking some vacations down here. I'll I'll keep throwing some stuff at you and and see if we can get you to come down here. What you need to do is put me on some good fish down there, and you know, you might you might you know get my interest a little bit. Well, there you go, Coach Coach Fields. You need to, you need to help in that category. Uh, you, you know how it is, man. You can't go because spots. Everybody will be there. Well, we, we might have to I give up a couple. To get, we might have to give a couple out, you know, just to give get Coach L down here. So, you know, we'll, that's we'll, right. We'll talk Ice about just enough. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, sweet. So perfect. That's that's the first drive. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump right into our, our cover three segment. We got three questions for you, Coach L. Uh, these can be short and sweet. Um, you know, just kind of the base one we start with is your your program's current scheme. So. Give us a little bit about that. Tell us what you guys do defensively. So, all right, so defensively, you know, we're pretty much a high front team, but we can jump in some even front things. Um, you know, basically, basically, I think I have a cover three program, you know, cover three, and then go from there. But uh, as far as it goes, high front defense, you know, we're moving a lot right now. You know, we're, we're not staying in place. We're moving. We're a little undersized up front defensive line-wise, and so our best thing is to get these guys moving attacking the uh, the near hip of the opposite gap and it's just uh, one of those deals there but i've also coached some even front things and, and you know it just depends on what they what the scheme is that week you know we may jump in some even stuff and you know stay in some odd so gotcha now do you, do you have any preference like if, if you could choose like you know you got one one series you know whatever you want to stick to something what, what do you like best Man, you, you know me, Coach. I, I want more of my guys in the field. You know what I'm saying? So I want the more of my guys out there I feel better with. But the deal is that, you know, we're high school football coaches, and we have to tailor our our defenses of, of what clientele we have coming up. You know, so each year you have to adjust to what you have. We're not like Nick Saban where you can recruit to fit what you want to do. You know, so each year is different. And you just got to take what you got and then go from there. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, you know, kind of – I know that. Obviously, I know you, and we've talked about it, and kind of same offensively we've talked about in the past, you know, adapt to what your kids can do best. And that's, you know, I feel like you've, you've done yeah. a pretty good job of that. And just seeing you coach your guys, I know that you can get the most out of those guys too. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of your background. Um, next thing, talk about your mentality on gap integrity versus, like, finding flow of the football. All right. So, so basically, you know, you want to tell your guys, my guys up front, defensive line-wise, you know, you, you always want to strike your hands. You want to have body hands. And you play with two sets of eyes. So you have your, you know, your throat shoulder pad attack and your gap. And then, you know, that, that's one set of eyes. You're feeling things. Your second set of eyes is your eyes. And that's how you do it. So if you get a down block or defensive end, you want to squeeze that. Your eyes go right up as we're in right now looking for either guard pulling or read the mesh point. If you're interiorly, you know, it's more of a feeling kind of pressure kind of deal. So you're, you're, you're shooting hands. If that guard comes down, if you're shooting hands at guard, and three tech, and that tackle's coming down to, man, you're hipping into it right now, fighting pressure, pressure, holding that gap. And so it's so easy to get lost in the backfield. Offensive, offensive coaches, they do all that, you know, fancy. I call it a magician trick, you know, it's a window dressing, all that, yep. all that stuff back there. You know, you get a counter step. You know, if you're not reading your keys right, you know, you're going to flow that way, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're losing your – losing everything else but you know you, you gotta be you gotta play two sets of eyes so that's why i always preach to my guys two set of eyes one set of eyes is your hands or set of eyes is your actual eyes yeah so now elaborate a little bit coach like how difficult is that to teach a 14 15 16 17 year old kid well you know when they're taught at the stinger level or at the the, the hot warner level 
you know, get back in there, get the quarterback, get up in there, you know. So you, you got to reel those guys back in. At, you know, you don't want to run up the field and create, you know, seams, run lanes. You want to actually stay heel depth and actually condense things down and work left to right, you know, not up the field. So it, it's difficult. You know, you have some really good kids who are athletic, but they want to stand up and look for stuff instead of actually firing off low, shooting hands, get extension, and, you know, just, just do what you're actually asked to do. Uh, Coach, I think that's a, a great point there, and it kind of goes into our next question, but I just want to kind of reiterate the fact that playing defensive line and coaching defensive line isn't just fly up the field and get the quarterback. Yeah. Um, I know those kids at a young age, that's what they're taught, and then some people who have never really been around the defensive line, that's what they think it's it's yeah. like coaching it, and that's that's not it, man. Um, we've yeah. got Reese and we've got Keys. I mean, yeah, be violent, but there's a whole nother mentality to that. So that kind of leads to our next question is how do you help, Coach L, your kids understand the game up front and how situational do you get with your defensive line? Well, how you understand it is is film. I mean, you you let them mess up, do it their way, and you got that on film, and you show them in your film sessions. This is your way. You see this runway you created right here, and then you cut to a film clip where actually he does it right. And, you know, he squeezes it down and the running back cuts it back right to his lap. When you squeeze it down, here comes a, a guard, you blow it up, and you spill it out to your outside linebacker. You know what I'm saying? So when you do right, you praise it. And you know, I, I'm a very vocal person. So when they do wrong, they're going to know right in the way they did wrong. When they do right, I'm going to be up there jacking them up in their face mask. Dude, that was awesome, you know, positive reinforcement right away. So they get that. When they do wrong, then they get instant reinforcement. When they do right, they get instant reinforcement as well. Yeah, and, and let me say this, like I can honestly vouch. Again, I've, I've coached with Coach L. We were together, I think, five or six years at Union County. Obviously, I coached offense, Coach L coached defense, but we, you know, I, I, we did PE together every day. So I'm in, I'm in his ear all the time, you know, asking <laughs> questions and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, I have never seen someone jump a kid so, like, like Coach L does. And you're thinking, man, that kid is just going to quit. But then, you know, three plays later, the kid makes a play, and Coach L's back up in his junk celebrating with him. And I'm telling you, the, the kids that this guy coaches, they, they, they play as hard as they can for him. And I, I've seen kids that have no business being on the field, and I've seen those guys make plays. And it's, you know, that's, that's one of the main reasons why, you know, I wanted to get you on here, Coach L, because I wish I could say that about myself, and I can't. But, so you, you got some kind of magic, you know, whatever wizardry you do, but – uh, you know, you coach those boys hard, but you also love them hard too. So that's that's kind that's of right. yeah. the big deal. Yeah, you, you take you care go, of those guys. Yeah, you can go back in time, and, and it's not about you know a kid never is going to know what you want them to know until you know how much they care about you. You know, so and that's it. So you, you got to love them up. You know, you can jump their their butt as much as you want, but you know, you walk in that locker room afterwards, hug them up, and tell them, hey man, hey, you know, I love you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's nothing but love, nothing personal is love. You know and and you got to be, you know, you, you got to be both in good ways. When they mess up, you jump right away. When they do something good, it's the smallest little thing, you celebrate with them. And that way, you know, it's positive reinforcement. So, Yeah, and, and Coach L does get excited. And do not get in his way when he gets excited <laughs> or when he's angry. I can say that both, both sides of that. Just get out of the way. Yeah, uh, perfect. So, Coach L, that kind of wraps up the, the Cover 3 segment. Good three questions there. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the two-minute drill. Uh, you don't know about the two-minute drill. Obviously, we didn't give you those questions to, to look over. So, Coach yeah. I mean, Coach Fields is going to ask you these questions. It's going to be rapid fire. And, you yeah. know, you just answer the first thing that comes to mind uh, as fast as you can, and we're going to try to get this thing under two minutes, all right? 
Sounds good. So, so fun little questions. All right, Coach Fields, you ready to ask some questions? Yeah, I guess since it's just us three, let's go Coach L, Cam's answer, and then my answer. Let's do oh, three. Oh, so we're gonna, we're gonna answer two? Yeah, it's just us three, might as well. Okay, all right, well, I'm gonna start the little tick. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get it. All right, Coach, favorite meal to eat? Steak. Oh, man, that, see, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, some kind of chicken. <laughs> Oh Street man! Talking us. All right, favorite meal to cook? Oh, uh, pasta. I love my Alfredo. Oh freak! Um, I will say some kind of chicken. <laughs> it's so bland. I know. Listen, I grilled, seasoned it up. Grilled chicken. Yeah. Yeah, grilled chicken. All right, cruise or resort? Oh, cruise. Don't go anywhere. Everything's right there. Resort. Resort. All right, blitz or drop into coverage? Blitz, go after it, please. Absolutely, blitz, baby. I'll say drop into coverage. <laughs> All right, big, strong defensive line or quick athletic deal? I want some quick athletic moves. I don't want no meat, meat magnets. I want somebody to get up in there. I knew you was going to say that. I'm going quick, too, quick and athletic. I'll, I'll agree, quick all the way. <laughs> um, favorite pass rush move? Oh man, CPR club punch rip. Let's go. Okay, see, I, you got a little little thing for it. I'm I'm gonna go the non traditional because it's the stupid one, but the swim move and the spin. No, I'm sorry, oh, the spin. Oh move. my god, my bad. The spin move. No, the spin rip move. Rip I want the spin yeah. move. Bro, you can't say this with two defensive line coaches. Good lord, we hate when kids say that. All right, let's move. Well, mine's the one that works. Okay, it's like a batting stance. Everybody's got a favorite one. All right, uh, favorite pregame meal food. Uh, six inch sub. Um, I like baked chicken, green beans. Oh, chicken, uh, here we go. Yeah, that's that's. I'll stick with that. Uh, steak. All right, nice uniform, awful stadium, or cool stadium, ugly uniform. Man, I'm not all about the uniform stuff. Let's go with nice stadium, ugly uniform. I uh, listen. I, I'm a I'm a look good, play good. No. <laughs> I'll go cool stadium for sure. All right, West Coast or East Coast of Florida? Vacation. Oh, I, I've been up and down the East Coast. Let's try West Coast for once. Yeah, I like the West Coast. Clear water. I'll go East Coast. All right, box or spill? And spill that thing. Get out to the athletes. Let me make a play. Yeah, spill it. Spill it, spill it. All right, one restaurant for the rest of your life. Where would it be? One restaurant? Man, yep. Bianco, Spartanburg, Bianco is for sure. Juicy joint. Oh, um, I, I'm probably going to have to say Mexican just to keep my wife happy. She likes <laughs> margaritas. So. Yeah, same. I could live <laughs> there. All right. Um, favorite position to coach? Inside, interior guys, or edge guys on the defensive line? Man, I, I, that's a rough one. I, I, I love them both, but I'm going to go ahead and go with big dogs inside. Well, you know me. I want to be the third down uh, pass rush specialist so the outside guys. Of course. I'll say interior. It's fun when those guys know how to split a double team. That's, that's yes, a great right. moment in coaching. Yes. Yes, uh, favorite defensive lineman of all time? Uh, high school or college or, or, or professional? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. Neil Smith, Derek Thomas, NC Chiefs. There you go. Reggie White, baby. Yes. <laughs> Tennessee. Wow. Tennessee. Wow. I'm going to go uh, millennial here. Aaron Donald. He, he's an absolute animal. He is. He is nuts. Yes, sir. Um, all right, last one. This one's definitely for Coach L. Browns win the Super Bowl or Gamecocks win the Natty? Oh, my God. 
That last, I, I've been doing this since I was five years old. It's with Browns, baby. Browns I, I knew you were going to say that. I mean, I, I, I put that question in there for you. I'm not going to answer it. I, don't, I hope the Browns awesome. win just for you, big dog. <laughs> yeah, I would say Browns win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That would be great. All right, All right, Coach Willis, that's it. Yeah, Fuck sweet. it. We, uh, we were probably over two. Yeah, I don't think that was under two minutes. But I don't, I don't know if we've had one under two minutes the whole time we've been doing this. So, you know, it is what it is. But it's all good. Yeah, so anyway, cool little segment there. Throw some fun stuff in there for you. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick little break, and then we'll jump into our aired out segment. All right, we are back here now. This is the aired out segment. Uh, we got a couple of good questions in here for Coach L. Uh, the meat and taters, as, as Coach Fields calls it, the, the, the important stuff. Um, Again, we got Coach John Langenfeld, a.k.a. Coach L, on the, the episode with us tonight, the defensive line episode. All right, Coach L, so we're just going to start basic. You know, we're talking about stance. So talk about what you yeah. teach as far as stance for a DL and if it's different from the interior guys as it is compared to the edge guys. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's the same type of stance. I mean, I, I teach a three-point stance. Um, you you want to have your, of course, your hand from your face, hand down from your face. Shade hand down. So if you're in a five technique, you know, and you're on the right side of the football, you want your left hand down. If you're a five technique on the left side of the football, you want your right hand down. You know, if you're a shade, you know, you, you push your shade hand down. And, and that way, you know, when you get off, that's that first step, boom, directly to your actual opponent, striking hands, throat shoulder pad. If a player feels more comfortable in a four-point stance, not allow that. You know, whatever's comfortable for them. And if they uh, – just as long as they're, they're – their foot is back. The foot is back on the shade. So it's the same thing as having a shade hand down. So that's that's the basic stance right there. You want your butt up high. You want your your heels up underneath you. You want you know your your hand out from your face. The old school way of you know if you could walk by the guy, that stance you, you knock their hand out. They should fall fall straight in their face. So that's gotcha. the basic stance. Now kind of kind of off script a little bit. Like you you got a third and long situation. You got a dude on the edge here, and you want him to let just go. Like oh, you, yeah, we're gonna you, we're gonna loosen up. So you know, basically, yeah. you know, we teach we teach when you shade somebody, you want you know you want your foot to split that person. You know what I'm saying so. If you're if you're in a five, you want to be a heavy five. So you you know you want that you want you want your hand directly in front of his face mask, split that person line. You know you, you get you know. You want to widen out and rush a little bit, man. If it's third and long, man, widen out and rush a little bit. You might have a scheme coming, a little twist scheme, something like that, whatever. You know, you're gonna loosen them up a little bit. You're gonna, you know, maybe get that stance slowly elongated. You know, get your get get ready to rock and roll. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so you you kind of touched on it earlier about the eye stuff. Like, is there anything that you want to add as far as maybe what you teach as far as eye discipline for your guys? Oh yeah, sure, without a doubt. So, anyways, you know, if you're a defensive end, let's say you're playing the zone team. You know, your defensive end, you're sitting in a five technique, you get a down block. Most defensive linemen, they just want to get their eyes in the backfield and read that mesh point. And they're already beat off their rip. You know, your first thing is attack. Man, throat shoulder pad. You get a down block, man, you're biting neck, you're squeezing. You're replacing the heels. You're shuffling, shuffling, bam, 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 down line. You know what I'm saying? Your eyes go inside first. If see guards come, we're a spill team. We're going to spill it. You know, if the no guard comes, you continue squeezing, and your eyes go to that mesh point. Quarterback pulls it, keep on squeezing, near side hip, and attack. If he hands it, you know what I'm saying? If he hands it, boom, you turn, you run heels, and you go attack the dive. So that's that's what we do. Gotcha. Now, so Coach Fields, you also you're a defensive guy, and, and you're you're deep. You talk, you've caught. I'm sorry, you've coached D line as well. You coach a little bit of everything. You know, anything that you want to add to this as far as what Coach L is talking about, by all means, jump in here and add to it. Like, what do you, what do you, anything you yeah, got for so us? Yeah. So. 
yeah, so going back to the stance, I think what Coach L is saying, too, is this is where these defensive ends, these even front guys get a little bit more leeway than the odd yeah. front guys as far as yeah. alignment. Um, my five techniques get to have a lot of fun because if it's third and 13, I'm screaming face read, face read, and they know they can widen up, you know. You don't want a shade or a one or a three technique to really widen up. Now, he can cheat a little bit if he's twisting outside, but keep in mind, that's where the fun stuff comes at playing defense. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. And also, I, I completely agree. I'm not going to sit here and beat a dead horse. His eye discipline is exactly what I teach. Um, I, I kind of say you're playing the block with your hands, your shoulders are square, and your eyes are finding the flow of the ball. Um, uh, just one thing I teach for butter face two guys is it only takes one step for us for an offensive lineman to give us a read. Yeah. We don't want to sit here and watch him and run with him and get washed down. It's one step. It, you know, if it's a shoulder you're looking at, all it takes is one little movement. But we don't want to sit there and stare, kind of like Coach is saying. We want to be violent with it, but we want to get our eyes to the next part of the triangle. Yeah, so um, I guess so. I, I kind of me. I, I just throw some some other questions. You, know, you get that down block. And you talked about it. Is there anything that you teach as far as I mean? Because you don't want to just let that tackle release without any kind of pressure or anything like that. No. Do you teach like hands on them or what? What's kind oh, of the yeah, technique for doubt. that? So you know, the first thing is getting hands on. You want to protect your brother behind you. You know, especially in like gap scheme, you get a counter to you. You know, and I'm going back. To, I'm I'm an even. I love even. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to talk. You know, if you want to talk about, you know, odd, I'm going to cut you down to a four technique. And you're going to damn square up, and you're going to, you know, a four eye or a four. It's a different game. But you know, you talk about that defensive end and the even front. You get that down block, man. You better protect that linebacker because you don't get hands on that tackle. He's going to go eat your linebacker's lunch, and no matter how good you run on him, you're going to spill it out to a player who's not even going to be there because you did your first job. So a lot of people think about defensive linemen, oh, yeah, I just do this or whatever. You know, there's a lot to it. I mean, there really is. To have a good defensive lineman, they have to be disciplined. You know, just like a safety has to be disciplined, reading high hat, low hat. He can't just, you know, go do whatever he wants. You know, it's the same thing. you got to be disciplined on defense because you have to read and react, and, and that's what it's about. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's kind of playing fast but slow. People don't yes, understand that. without a doubt, yes. Yeah, and so I guess kind of talk to me about like, t tell me if you got this. You got this kid, and, and he he wants to just run up field all the time. Like, what's kind of the you know, Coach Fields talks about algebra one, algebra two, algebra three. What what kind of stuff do you work on with that guy to you know, I guess get him to trust? Hey, quit running up field and do your job. Like, what do you kind of do as far as that, Coach L? Tell the line coach to call some more counters or traps, and that way when he gets his, his lunch, a he 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 learns real fast what to do. <laughs> you know, if you fail the first time, do what your coach told you to do. So, anyways, but you know, it's just it's just trust, man. Just trust. Again, film study is trust, and just show him in the in the past of how we did it and how they fit their spot, how it works successful, and then show how they're doing it wrong over and over again. And then you know, the defense they're gonna get it right. If not, then the person behind them is gonna get more time. Yeah, perfect. Um. I guess so now transition kind of into uh, the EDD stuff. Like, and I know you got a bunch of good ones, and I've seen a bunch of them, but talk about your favorite EDDs that you're going to take with you, no matter whether you're at a high school, or a middle school, or the NFL. Talk about your EDDs. Uh, it's fundamentals, man, plain and simple. You know, it, it's, it's everyday drills is run the heel drill. So basically, I, you know, I also paint the field, so I have the ability to paint some extra things on my end, you know. So I've got my circles for my hoop drills, you know. We, we can go into all that stuff too. But the biggest thing I do is draw an extra line 
one yard deep other than their line, about 10 yards apart, you know, just a 10 yard line. You got two lines, they're yard, it's a yard apart. And the first thing we do is every day we go in that line, ball snaps, they have to come off the ball, shoot their hands, and I point the ball left or right. And they have to stay heel depth and pursue left or right. And that's one of the biggest things to teach these kids. Okay, you know, beginning practice, boom, you know, run the heel drill. Come off, shoot your hands, run left or right, one yard. It's teaching them to stay the one-yard depth the entire time. That's a big one. Um, we have a three-man sled, surge sled. That, that's the daily must. I mean, kids have to get off the ball. They stand straight up, that sled's not going to go up. You know what I'm saying? You have to come off the ball, boom, shoot your hands with violent hands in that sled, then it goes up. And I'll add in like a tackle drill off of that or a super score drill off of that. That's the everyday must. And then, of course, you know, the hoop drill, pass rush drill. We work our push pulls off that, which is my one of my favorite pass rush moves. Push pull, good old push pull. Oh, off yeah. I, rem- I remember. No, oh man, feed them grass, feed those cows grass, man. Boom, boom, get them on the ground. And so you know, you come off the ball, no matter how well offensive lineman's coach, you know, to, to sit back and kick, slide, post, all, all that fancy stuff. You come off the ball and jack him up, throw it shorter pad, he's gonna lean. You feel that pressure, boom, pop hips, feed him, and let's go. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's also a great move to teach the young kids because it gets them coming off the ball. Now this finicky pass rush, you know, club punch rip and, you know, all this uh, swim stuff and all this fancy hand stuff, man, come off. Shoot your throat, shoot your shoulder pads, you know what I'm saying, read feet, you know what I'm saying. If he steps that takes a foot, step back, it's pass, man. Come on, boom. Pass rush, you feel him put pressure back into you, pop your hips, feed him grass, and go get the quarterback. And coach, so coach L, like kind of, and I've <laughs> I've heard you say it so many times. Do you have something that you do for for the screen game? I know you talk about like retrace your steps, but is there a drill that you do for for preparing those for guys screen for the screens? Game, man, yeah. yeah, I do. It's it's man, what's this drill? I call I call it. Uh, oh man, it, it's it's a drill I got from the coach from California back at one of the winter clinics. Some small little tidbits you get. But anyways, it's a um, it's a screen. It's a draw. It's a pass. You know, so I don't whatever you want to call it. But anyways, you set up three offensive linemen, and you got three D linemen or four D linemen where you want on their side of them. And I'll holler out numbers like you know, if it has a seven in it, that means that it's a screen. That means that they the offensive linemen take two steps back and release. If it has a two in it, that means that it's going to be a pass. They continue kick sliding back. And so basically, it teaches your defensive linemen to come off the ball hard and pass rush. But as soon as they feel that pressure of them releasing, they got to stick a foot and retrace right now, you know. And so, and then you can add into like, you know, some sweeps with it or some, you know, some draws with it, whatever. But it's just a small drill you can do that, you know, if you play a team like, you know, Northwestern or, you know, you play against, you know, the old school Chapman or whatever, where they they, they, they want to, you know, dump it out to the edge a lot. You know, they want to run those tunnel screens that, that teaches them how to retrace. So. Yeah, I've heard you. Uh, trust me, Coach Tannehill used to get pissed all the time when you guys would actually retrace and like knock the ball <laughs> down or you know something like that. So, well, I mean, it's a difference from a lazy, you know, lazy scout team player who stands up and oh shit, here comes here comes screen, they retrace. It's easy, you know what I'm saying. But if you're actually like you know, you watch the film, you see a guy come off the ball, boom, and he stops his feet, boom, pops hips and redirects, and then gets back in there. That's that's pretty impressive. That's pretty good to do. Yeah, absolutely, Coach Fields. What about you? You got some EDDs that you want to add to the DL position? Yeah, I want to add on uh, that question you asked, Coach Willis, about uh, squeezing down blocks. I feel like you definitely coach them up, you watch film, but that first scrimmage in August, oh, yeah. those cats really find out what squeezing and not squeezing does. Um, you can sit there and say it to your – exactly. Like, when they get that first time that they don't squeeze 
they don't play their down block right and it pops for 20, 30, 40, or maybe to the house, that they'll understand. You won't have to say a word. They'll just start shaking their head. Uh, I but uh, as far as – yeah, go ahead, Coach. I call it no man's land. Like, you come off the ball, and you're buzzing your feet, and the, and the offensive tackle is gaining up to the next level. But you're sitting there in no man's land, and that and he hands it off. That running back cuts it back. You're screwed. I mean, he's going to hit it right off the tackle's butt and up the field. There he goes, right down the line. I mean, that's, that's the way it is. Absolutely. Um, as far as every day's coach hit it on the head again, I'm, I'm loving this man. He's saying everything that I preach all the time. Um, I'm, I'm big on let's do one or two fundamentals with my indie time. Yeah. And then the other part of that, we're doing reads and keys. I'm standing behind the defensive lineman. If we're in an even front, I've got a five tech and a three. I've got a half line up offensive lineman that are my guys. And I'm pointing. I'm telling them a snap count. We're going off their movement. And, you know, if we get advanced enough, we get the algebra two or three, I'll add a ball carry in. But other than that, we're just playing our blocks. Um, I just think that's so huge, man. Um, if we're in an odd front, we might have a certain indie day where we're the slanter and we're working on the slant technique. And we might have the next day, if that's Monday, then Tuesday we might be doing a anchor technique. Well, that's all we'll work on. You know, our noses, our vortex. We're working on playing our blocks out of either an anchor technique or a slant technique because obviously we know those are played differently. So, yeah. to me, you know, in stance and starts, uh, Coach Eric came Bay led us to positional stretches instead of a team stretch yeah. for our pre-practice. So, we did stance and starts then. That was part of our stretch routine. We got off the football, you know, kind of like Coach was saying, I'll put my foot down or I'll have the stick and we'll just work on get-offs. You know, yeah. that's, that's half the pass rush battle right there is getting off the football. Yeah, and so – and I know that you guys, especially like when you're doing any periods, you don't have offensive linemen, you know, to give you that look. So, how much, Coach L, do you work with the OL at practice in nine team periods, if at all? Or is it just your guys trying to give your, your other guys a look? Well, you know, we, we have – Tuesday is like a heavy, heavy hit day for us right now. So, Tuesdays we'll get together, and that will be my – like we'll get together like a five-minute period. You know, we have Indy, and they'll do, you know, double team drills. They're working on double teams. I'm working on my interior guys splitting those double teams. You know, we they might be working on getting up to the next level. And, you know, we're working on squeezing. You know what I'm saying? So, they'll, we'll get some linebackers ball with this a lot of times, too, and do half line with the O-linemen. They're running their schemes. We're running our schemes. And that way we kind of break it down and kind of like them just your eyes are on just the half a line. And you're just working with 2D linemen and one linebacker or 2D linemen and two linebackers and with the with live, you know, bullets, as you could say, offensive linemen. So, and then, you know, we try to get, you know, Wednesdays we try to get some one-on-one -on -one pass rush stuff, as most teams do, whatever. But other than that, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little more mentality different than, than most offensive line guys. I, I don't like to sit around and talk a whole lot. I like to move and let's get after it. So the, the least time I can spend at the Mega Moves down there at the Moo Cows is better. So it's just <laughs> one to do it. <laughs> I love it. There it is. Taking shots at them all night. Let's that's do right, it. man. Yeah, that's good stuff. Coach Coach Fields, what about you guys as far as working with the, the OL in, in nine team periods? Um, so it, it's pretty traditional with our group period. Do groups count as nine team? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's not yeah, so, a full team. So, you know, you can do – they're talking about like pods and stuff like that? Yeah, we, we experimented. We've done pods everywhere I've been, but – we experimented at some came day this year. They did a great job in the spring when I wasn't there doing pods, so that helped with the teaching aspect. Those kids already knew that in the fall. 
But uh, we'll do, you know, pass rush. We'll do that every day just for a little bit. Coach Bleamer is a legendary offensive line guy around here, and he wants it every day with his guys, so that's just something we do. And then immediately after pass rush, we go to um, just a star drill or a key drill where those guys are doing what we need for them. Um, you know, so we'll do offensive first, and if they're playing uh, odd front, we'll get an odd front form. I teach it the same way no matter what as far as the game day. And then, you know, 10 minutes of that, and then we'll get 10 minutes of whatever we're seeing that week too. So Coach Blamer does a great job of linking up with me, and we get some big old bodies on us constantly. But that still doesn't change the fact that my defense alignment need to know these blocks. I think it's kind of bullcrap for coaches to be like, well, we don't want to have to teach them how to do all that. Well, if you teach them how to do it, they'll understand more defensively. I think that's a big misconception. Yeah, I mean, teach – it doesn't – you don't have to sit there and get under the sled or shoot and do 45, 60, 90, all that crap. But just teach him what a down block is. Make him do it so he knows what's going on. Yep. Uh, I think that's a big deal, big misconception, I think. Yeah, that, that's good stuff. So I, I think we'll we'll go ahead and kind of take a quick little break here, and then we'll come back and finish out the air out segment. It's, it's everything's going pretty smooth. So quick break. We'll come right back to it. All right, back here. Uh, gonna finish up the air out segment. Uh, we're rolling right through this. It's been in pretty good stuff so far. I like it. Short and sweet and, and to the point. Um, so this next question is kind of. I like putting these in there for the offensive guys so they can try to take something from you guys and, and use it against you. Um, so, question as far as DL and what gives your guys issues. So, Coach L, just talk about it. And you ain't got to give away all your secrets if you don't want to. It's fine. But what gives your DL issues in the run game? Is it pin and pull? Is it double teams, wide zone, power counter, or, or what else? Well, I mean – everything gives you struggle i mean everything gives you it's not your job <laughs> they'll pitch your piece of the puzzle everything gives you trouble but i mean um for me like you know buck sweep you know it's it, it, i hate it because if the team runs buck sweep you know and, and you, you you squeeze you know and that you down block you squeeze you get one pull there's still one more out there you know what i'm saying and it's taking you know it's kind of pinning your guys away from some things and it's kind of hard to get in that hip pocket interiorly with that guard pull because you're getting cracked back on so quickly by the by the center, but um, and then it's getting out wide so much, but that that gives you trouble. And then you know year to year you have your weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? And if you're if you're undersized, you know mass moves mass. You can get in the ground all you want, you know, but they get three yards, especially playing teams like Clinton. You know those kind of schools that you know they, that's what they live by three three yards. You follow dust, man. They'll get you two, but it's just it's just a. a situational thing of what we can what some bad things are yeah uh, so coach fields what about you like what do you hate seeing like as far as the run game goes yeah as far as defensive line bug sweep sucks because they're they're picking on you for being disciplined um essentially and you got to have some counters off of it and i don't I don't really like telling that defensive end to fly up field, but something we've done before with that is <laughs> it's just a stunt, you know, or a switch. It's a change of um, of gap integrity or however you want to call it. They switch responsibilities. So something we've done is kind of let that guy fly up field on a stunt. I don't really like doing that, but it's something you have to do if you see him pull a lot. Um, we were really small. We were a 4-2 and a 4-3 at King Bay this past season, and we were really small. We were 220. Um, our three technique was wrestling in the 220 for individual. And uh, the other one was, 
shoot 210. Um, I had a bigger guy who was 280, but he was a senior rotational guy. So double teams were really hell for us for a long time. Um, try to teach those guys at least if you can keep, you know, something about defensive line, not every kid's going to split a double, but if you can keep those guys comboing you and not get to a backer, yes. that's not always a bad thing if they get a push, you know. So that's something we really pride ourselves in. Hey, guys, we're small. We might get pushed off that ball, but if we have good technique, they're at least not getting to those linebackers and letting them run. Yep. Um, other than that, man, I mean, like Coach said, you've got weaknesses. Maybe you're small one year, maybe you're large one year, and you can't move very well. Um, something in the odd front, like to give odd front guys something, when we would slant and try to reduce people, especially when I was across, they would get foot to foot. No matter what they were doing behind the offense line, they would get foot to foot with us, and it was really hard to slant and reduce in there. Um, it was hard for us to get that. We almost ended up long sticking a lot. Almost looked like a stunt when we would slant, you know, so people would just get foot to foot with us, no matter what. Every team would do it. They saw it on film, saw it worked. And they would do the same exact thing. Um, so there's just a couple of things that give my defense line issues, especially last year. And oh, oh, I'll say this too. I know Coach L's our guest, but I'm just rambling here. Um, a block back. Uh, it was very hard for my interior guys to understand the cross face that this year. Yes, they wanted to just fly upfield, right? And that's what the offense wants you to do. We're not going to run that thing down from a three technique, you know. Yeah. So cross face was huge, man. That was. Really hard for my guys to understand, just playing that one yard, rip across, you know what I mean, grab and pull, and get across that office today. That was something really hard for us. That, that's um, one thing that I like a lot, a two-eye or a three technique. You know, I've watched film, if that center's kind of slow to get to that, that, that block back, man, we get a hip pocket and go. If he's a really exactly. athletic kid and he's taking a bad angle to you, like where he's taking a flat angle, when you see that guy pull, if you take your inside hand and stab him, then he goes right by you. You can cross face and you yep. get that thing, and you're sitting right there for the money maker play. So, I mean, that that's is pretty because that guard's huge. taking you to the play. Yes. Yes. Yep. yes. All right, so, Coach L. So, we'll hey, move on to the next hold one. On, here. Coach, oh, hold on, Coach. Oh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to interrupt oh. you. This is an off script. Off script. Yeah, off so, script. Here we go. He's right, checking so, the play. So, now <laughs> I want to I ask about the O line and their spacing. Like, talk to me about what effect that has for your guys up front. Like, you know, you hate te seeing teams that have the wider space or, you know, three-foot splits or something like that, or you hate the teams that have the, the one foot or less than that splits. Like, talk about that a little bit. Well, gave us trouble a couple of years ago. We were in the upper state championship against Chester, and they had, man, they had, like, these three-foot splits, these huge splits across the middle line. And, you know, you just don't really know how to play it. You, you, you loosen them up. You put them in the gap. Do you, you know? So it took us, you know, some some study for a while there, and it, it was that that kind of threw us for a loop a little bit, you know. It's just they had these huge splits, and you know, you just didn't know. And they run G lead, they run dart, you know, and then they're getting an extra person that hole too. That was kind of difficult for me to coach actually. So. Wait, you said G lead? Uh, what? Yeah. In dart, yeah. coach Coach Fields. I thought that was uh power, right? Coach L probably hasn't listened to any of the, any of the podcast episodes, so he don't know what we're talking about. He Listen, no, Coach L doesn't have Twitter. He he probably don't even no. know what Spotify is, so no. he he doesn't know the inside joke about that. We'll, we'll fill him in later. But, yeah, go, go ahead. What about you, Coach Fields? Talk about the O-line and their spacing a little bit. Um, yeah, so 
it's really the extremes. I mean, sometimes people give away tendencies with their splits, you know, maybe one side to the other. But I'll tell you one that really screwed with us was freaking Hartsville. Uh, Coach Tom Reese down there. Tight end. Yeah, the tight end. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah. How we, oh, we my that God. That was fun. <laughs> it's hell, play? man. You play a six, a seven, a nine. What are you doing it? Because it's like three yards right. off of the tackle. Yeah. Exactly. And if you don't put anybody on that tight end, he's going to leverage your fourth player no matter what. Or he's got a great angle to an inside backer, you know. Um, yep. That crap was nasty, dude. Um, I think they're a little bit more gun and spread now. So, you guys that play hard still now are getting lucky with that. But, <laughs> man, that, that nasty flex-off tight end was weird. And when I was in 1A, like I said, just being a new little young bug defensive coordinator, we, we had a great scheme as far as the odd front. But people just started going foot to foot. I mean, it was yeah. really hard for my reduce my uh, core technique to reduce it and then to be gap. That was hard, man. Um, people had some success on us as far as kind of washing us out on that. So I would say the extremes, Coach Willis. Okay, so I, I need to make a request here. We, we don't ever need to bring up Hartsville on this podcast, okay, because they, they smoked us in the, in the, in the state championship <laughs> when I was at Union with Coach L and Coach Tannehill. And then I get down to the low country and we get our taste. We have to go to Kellytown, and they beat us in the lower state. So I don't really want to talk about Hartsville. So if you guys are coaching at Hartsville out there and you're listening to this, I don't like you. I'm just letting you know, okay? You hurt my feelings. All right, yeah. Anyway, Coach Fields, you had a question. Go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, so we'll move on here. So, Coach L, you'll start with this one. Uh, the relationship with your lower-level guys, and when I say guys, I mean your defensive linemen, the players, and the lower-level coaches as well. How do you identify those studs? How do you get those guys ready? How do you love up on those younger players and coaches? Well, at Union County, we're, we're, we're very thankful to not have many lower-level varsity assistants or actually the JV assistants as well. So I have those guys as soon as they come to high school. And so we coach up uh, the JV as well as the varsity here. And so I have that's, – that's one of the things I like. I like seeing kids develop. You know, you get them as a freshman, and they got some large feet, but they're not really big yet. You know, there's like that German Shepherd puppy. They're going to grow into those feet, you know. And so you just keep coming along with them. You keep stroking them a little bit. You give them some JV time. You praise them on some good things. You jump your tail a little bit on some bad things, you know, and and, and then – that that's how you progress things. Relationships. You build relationships. And it's not just about the field. It's about the locker room, in the classroom, in the lunchroom. Just make them talk to them. Let them know you care about them more than just the game. You know? So and that's the biggest thing we do. Yeah, Coach L, you want to talk about your side of it? Obviously you've been you've been at the five A level and you've been at the one A level, so talk about that yourself. Well, you know, at, at being up being up home. At Maslin, we had, you know, we had two freshman teams. We had a sophomore team. We had a JV team. We had a varsity team, you know. So, I, mean, I didn't even step the field until, you know, in my junior year. So, I played all those different things. And we had we had freshman coaches. We had, you know, sophomore coaches. And we had varsity coaches, everything else. And, and each one would, you know, would help you along. But your ultimate goal is to get Friday night. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and a lot of coaches got to understand that. It's just not just to win, but you want to actually teach this kid to actually be great at his position. And, like, I talk to the middle school coaches. Like, can you please just teach, just preach violent hands and quick feet? Violent hands, first step. You know, six-hit step, you know, don't don't take too far steps. That six-hit step, violent hands, one yard deep. You know, and that, that would be tremendous to help out going into your freshman year of high school. 
Yeah, and so Coach Fields, give your – I guess, you know, thinking about you too, like, you, you again, you've coached at 5A and, and then you've also coached at 1A. So give kind of that side of it, you know, from your angle, I guess. Uh, so I've talked about it before in the other pods. I didn't do a good job this year with my lower-level coaches. Um, I came in after spring, really first day of summer. Weightlifting was my first day there. I had a new guy at the B team level. B team for us on low country is seventh and eighth graders. And honestly, I didn't do a good job of connecting with him. I'm working on that now. Uh, JD guy right now is a guy who actually helped coach me. Um, coach McNeil is the JD guy at Cane Bay as far as defensive line. We had to change up a little bit of what we did with defensive ends on the varsity and the JD. And, um, you know, 1A, you're kind of doing it all yourself, right? Um, yeah. And I, it's it's a lot, but also, like Coach L saying, it helps you be in the one voice for those guys in high school, too. Um, you, you're the one voice. They know everything. There is no difference between JV and varsity. I mean, yeah, everybody preaches, do the exact same thing, but you know if you're not with those JV coaches, they could be saying something different. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's kind of huge that Coach L's got an advantage there. Um, I know it's more work, but it, it definitely helps out. And, uh, shoot, man, those JV kids, I try to be right there on the sidelines on Thursdays. Um, I try to kind of pep them up, even especially when the JV coach is getting on them like he should. I'll go behind them, you know, just kind of pat them on the butt, make them feel good, say, hey, Bo, it's Thursday night. You're here to play fast, but you can make mistakes at this level. You know, you make mistakes at this level now, so you don't on a Friday night. Um, it's kind of what I tell those JV guys. And make sure to love up on them on all season. I'm around them for four o'clock, and around them for after school lifting, and just love up on them, man. And then when they get to be you or get to be yours, coach them like you would anybody else, right? Um, that, those lower level guys are huge, man. They need to know your face, know your name, know how you teach. Yeah, and so even on the flip side of that, because I, 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 this is the Young Coaches Association, we're, we're talking about you might be a lower level coach. Well, let's just say that your your varsity coach hasn't approached you or doesn't come to you and, and kind of give you, you know, his plan. Go and seek them out. Like, go ask, yes. hey, find the varsity DL coach and be like, hey, man, like, what are, what are some things that you want me teaching these guys? Okay, because, for one, you're trying to prepare those guys for the next level, whether it be JV next level if you're doing, you know, middle school or ninth grade or it, it's, you know, you're working JV guys and getting them ready for varsity. So, you know, we're telling, we're talking about our experiences, or you guys are talking about your experiences. Like, if you're a young coach and you're coaching those lower level guys, go find out from the varsity guys what what they want you to teach those guys. I mean, I feel like that's, you know, don't just go down there, you know, just kind of doing your own thing because that's not really helping the program. You know, make sure you're in contact with that guy. And I've been places where the varsity guys don't go talk to the lower level guys, and they expect them to come see them. So, if you want to be a good coach. You want to help the program you're in, be one of those guys that approaches them if they're not going to come to you and try to find out the way they want things done so it's going to help those kids for the future. You know, that's the way I see it. So yeah, um, it's like, it's like, you know, I told, I talked about earlier in the segment, you know, I, when I moved down here, they didn't know me, Adam, for me or nobody, you know what I'm saying? So I, I came down here, took the middle school job, you know, and I, I made it sure I came up to high school every day after practice and I could help out. You know, and when people see you trying to help out and trying to, you know, trying to do better, they're going to move you up or they're going to show you interest and, you know, and just talk to you. Just just talking to people, you know. So a lot of times with these younger coaches, they, they just need to know that, hey, we're here. We're, we'll help you out any way 
you you want just 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 holler at us you know what i'm saying if you need something yeah for sure and, and i'm gonna go ahead and give you a quick plug to uh coach l as far as it's not football but it's wrestling and i i, I saw you when i first started working with you how you coached the middle school wrestling team and it was just like yeah. you would coach those varsity guys and coming from someone who graduated from Union High School, our wrestling program has never been in the condition and the shape that it is right now with you as the head coach. And you built that from the ground up. So yeah. when, Co when Coach L is talking about, you know, coaching those lower-level guys and, and focusing on them, he's not, he's, not, he's not, like, just being full of crap. He's being serious. That's, that's how he is as a coach. And, and, again, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I feel like you're one of the best coaches I know, again, because you treat those guys the same way you would and you're preparing them for the next level, whatever level that might be. So – you know, take that into account. Uh, you know, I, I feel like Coach L is a guy that stands on that. Coach Coach Fields and I, you know, we, we try to take that and, and use it where we can in our programs as well. And, and, you know, I feel like that's probably where most people gain the most value out of those programs when they're focusing on those lower-level guys. So they're not having yeah. to reteach everything by the time they get up to the varsity level. Exactly. Those young guys, they're Thursday nights, they're Friday nights. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, us varsity guys, Union County, we're, we're on the sidelines every Thursday night, whether it's home or away, we're always there with them. And that's their big time to shine. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you don't love those guys up, those young guys, and if you don't show them attention, and if you don't give them some love, they may get lost in the sauce and they may be undersized as a freshman or sophomore. But then you look at them in the halls as a junior, senior, and they're six foot three. They filled out a little bit, you know, and they, but they lost interest in football. You know what I mean? So you gotta you gotta show some interest in them young kids, and, and you gotta you know love them up, and, and and you know give them the same hype as you do the varsity guys. Absolutely, yeah. So, Coach, so we'll kind of kind of coming to a, a close here with the aired out segment. One last question. We'll kind of end on a fun one here. We've and I know you probably haven't heard any of them yet, but I'm gonna try to get Coach L on the Spotify and get him to listen to some of these things. That's my goal. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, we've asked everyone in the positional episodes this question at the end of the aired out. So. If you could have a free year to coach anything other than DL, what would you decide to coach? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. You know, I would like to say OL just because, you know, just, just being a defensive line, you want to learn some more things about what they do and why they do it. You know, but then some I kinda wanna coach one of those those cat guys, one of those defensive backs or receivers, and just bring my intensity to that and just see how that goes, you know. I'm not sure if that's fly or not, but you know, it's just that those guys are so finicky out there. They need a little bit of dog, they need a little bit of dog in them. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> nah, you, I, trust me, your, your style would go over. Listen, I, I feel like you could co go coach kickers, Coach L, except for maybe a couple of them. You might scare well, them away. I, well, I, I did this year. You know, Trent was a first-year kicker. You okay. Know, I, you know, and so I, you know, the last two years I had to do some challenging things. Yeah, I got my comfort zone being a D line coach and took over the reins of the special teams coordinator job. And, and man, my, my field goal kicker, man, he had a rough time at the beginning. And, and I, I, you know, I, I jumped his butt like I would anybody else, you know, and I didn't care if he, he liked it or not. But that's how I coach, you know. And I tell you what, the last game of the season, he went four for four for, for field goals. So, I mean, he was, he was, you know, it, it's, it worked out. I mean, it worked out pretty good in the, in the long run. But, uh, He's a good dude, man. He takes coaching, and it's just, you know, I, I believe you, if you're just you, no matter what you coach, what you believe in, it, it, it's fine. So, I mean, it's, it works out pretty good. Yeah, and, and so I, that's, you know, again, this is that we'll close that out. And I can sit here and tell the people that are listening, these two guys that I'm talking to, there's a lot of similarities between the two. You know, again, I spent time with Coach L, teaching with him and coaching with him, and then I got down here, and when I left the, the upstate and come to the low country, Coach Fields kind of took that – 
that same kind of role that I have with Coach L. You guys have a lot of similarities. You like to fish. You both can cook. I'll eat your food anytime you cook it. Um, <laughs> I just need both of you in the same spot now. So if we can just get Coach L down to Charleston, <laughs> if we can just get him down here, we'll be rocking and rolling. So what do you think, Coach Fields? I mean, let's make it happen, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of being outnumbered, you know. <laughs> I know, right. Yeah. All right, cool. So that was the aired out segment. We're going to close this segment out, and then we'll finish with our overtime segment. So quick break, right back. All right, so we have made it to the overtime segment. Uh, we just finished up the aired out with Coach John Langenfeld, D-line coach at Union County High School and good buddy of mine. Um, so, Coach L, the overtime segment is basically for you. Uh, if you have a question for us or if you want to talk about something or make fun of me or Coach Fields or who, whatever it is, it's your time to shine. So, go ahead, big dog. Uh, so, I, you know, does it have to be football related or just, you know, It can be about at all? whatever you want, whatever you want, Coach L. All right. So, you know, Coach, I want to know your personal best bass since you've been in Charleston area. <laughs> oh man uh my personal best oh man <laughs> uh I honestly i'm trying to think I, I again I, I say that i like to fish but i really don't fish that much um i've been to some ponds here and there you know we've oh. been to some cool places around here through knowing other people stuff like that I, I would say i mean it's probably only like four pounds or something like that the best four pounds I, yeah it's that's the best i probably got you, you caught one bigger than that lake murray though did i <laughs> I don't know. I, um, you know fishermen, all fishermen lie. It's about, it's about two pounds. Yeah, it started out at like, you know, a pound and a half. And I know we used to go to old John D. Long over there and then that oh, yeah. Lake Monticello and stuff like that and go fishing and stuff like that. But, uh, I, you know, I like to do the different saltwater stuff. I, I'm not great oh, at it, yeah. but we've, we've done some saltwater stuff with a couple of friends here. You know, we, I, I feel like I actually hooked and reeled in about a 40-pound shark, so that was kind of cool. Um, That's fun. Did, did some different stuff there. But, yeah, I mean, I – I'm, I'm not huge on bass fish. I'm one of those people that I'm like, I want a bass fish, and if I don't have a bite in the first five minutes, I'm ready to leave. Yeah. And so I know that's not how it goes, and Coach Fields gives me trouble all the time. Like, <laughs> you got to go work for it. I don't want to work for it. I want it to be easy. So, you know, That's I, right. Yeah, so. <laughs> Coach Fields, got anything? Uh, no, yeah, this guy's kind of annoying to fish with unless we're in a good pond, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, and I, I try to get this guy up, you know, and – a couple times I have, then he's mad that we want to leave a couple hours in, maybe three or four hours in. And I'm trying to tell him we're not going to get a bite. And he's like, why are you making me get up? And we're just going to leave as soon as we get here. So I've tried, man. He, he's, he'd rather play golf. Listen, that, that's why. Oh, that's yeah. Why, he he, he got golf. me in the links. He got me in the links a couple of times. I'm, 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 I'm not a golfer. I love it because it's me you know, but it's peaceful. But then until you start doing bad, then it's not peaceful anymore. You know, <laughs> and I don't right. understand how, how, how you can play a relaxed game when you spend the entire day getting pissed because the ball didn't go where you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm more of a golfer, but I mean, I do like the fit. I, I, I go through these like modes, like there'll be some days where I, we got some ponds here in the neighborhood that I live in and I'll go, you know, throw some, throw some stuff in these ponds and I've caught some fish out there, but I just go through like just mode. Like I want to fish and then I'm like, nah, my fishing rod just kind of sit in the garage and just collect dust. So that's, that's pretty yeah. much. So what about you, Coach? What's, what's the biggest that you've caught in the past? I guess since I've seen you, I ain't, ain't you ain't been at home since, you know, well, for seven years. The, so the, the biggest, the biggest bass today in South Carolina I've caught was at Lake, Lake Murray. It was about seven and a half pound bass. And it, it was on a slow day. It was the only fish I caught all day. And it was actually with our friend, Coach Boisel. 
And so we were down there. I I was, I was, it was over spring break and we, we were slaying them every single day, you know, and all of a sudden the storm came in and it rained and the water looked like chocolate milk. You know, we didn't catch no fish. I've been talking all this junk about how many fish have been catching all week. We go down there, we go to these two spots, don't catch nothing. We pick up the troll motor, man. We fly up the daggone, up the water, all past Villager Island. The water gets kind of clear. The first cast off this secondary point, man, I hook one. Get the net, man, it's beautiful fish. Just, it was post-spawn, so it was done spawning. It was about April. The fish is a little thin, but weighed in at seven and a half pounds. If they had his eggs in there, it'd be over eight pounds. Big good fish, but that was the biggest one I landed, and the biggest one I lost, is a true fishing story, was at Lake Joe Cassie two summers ago, July. My dad was down. I took him over this pristine spot, Lake Joe Cassie. Man, we catch the spots there. You catch smallmouth, great mountain lake. I had a pink worm. I threw over this little limb and landed underneath this little brush over there and closed the bale and came up and swallowed it. Set the hook, and I mind you, I'm over this little limb. You know, I set the hook on this bass, and it, I'm fighting it. I'm like, man, it's a good one. It comes out of the water, and it just shakes. I'm just like, oh, my word. This thing's it, – it's, it's got to be close to 10. It's one of the biggest fish I've ever – I start shaking immediately. We get over there to it, and I'm trying to keep a tight line. And I'm over this little limb, and the, the bass jumps up one more time and shakes it, and out comes the pink worm. He just sits there for a second. I about jumped in after it. I mean, I, I was – I was like a little baby, man. I cried. I, 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 I've had a little pity party. I cried. I, it was like the worst feeling in my life, you know. And then ten minutes later, we're back fishing again, and I hook a smaller one. But that that was that, that keeps you coming back. When you lose that one big one, it keeps you it keeps you coming back for another one. Coach L, I, I know you, and I can't imagine the the words that you were using <laughs> when you lost that fish. Yeah, golly bum, darn. That was... <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely wasn't those words. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, but see, so another reason why you need to move down here is I'm pretty sure that uh, the lakes down here, the Santee lakes, are the ones that have the, yeah. the the record for the size fish. So if you want bigger fish, you got to come down here yeah. to get them, buddy. Exactly. Man, I, I, I like some salt water too. Now we come got on. a house. So uh, we got a house down there a couple of years ago and uh, went over over COVID, and uh, it was on the on the on the inlet back there, and I, I caught some small pinfish. And I, I use those for bait, the Carolina rig, and I start catching flounder and all kinds of fun stuff. So that's one thing about the ocean, man. You, you never know what you might catch when you throw a thing out there. You know what I mean? You, you, and then you catch some of those fish, you see the kind of teeth they have, and it makes you not want to go back in the ocean no more. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Trust me, I don't get deep, I promise. I'm like I'm like chin deep in the in the ocean when I go. Yeah, so, I mean, if you just come out here, we can, we can probably put you on some different kinds of fish, some bigger fish, you know, down here in the low country, just letting you know. I hear you, man. I'm going to text it to you every day from here on out, okay? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. So, Coach L, do you, you got anything else for the overtime segment, or, or are you good to go? Oh, man. I had a great time, man. I appreciate you guys inviting me on and having me on here and just talk a little bit of football here and just, uh, just you know, just, just talk to you all. Yeah, man. And, and, again, for those of you that don't know, Coach L's got two two little ones back at the home and his wife, and, and they're – you know, he, he probably could have been hanging out with them because he's, you know, still getting ready for wrestling and stuff like that, but took some time out to come and talk with us, man. Really appreciate it. And, you know, for me personally, I miss you, buddy, man. I, you know, we had some good times back there, back home. And, you know, I, it's one of those things when you go different places, you, you miss the people and, and stuff like that more so than, you know, the wins and the losses. So I can, I can definitely say that about you for sure. Oh, man, memories going to stay still forever, brother. That's yeah. right. Yeah, man. So, Coach, Coach Fields, you got anything else before we close this thing out, man? 
No, just appreciate Coach L coming on, man. Excited to finally listen to him, and hopefully we'll get to meet him face-to-face one day, hopefully soon. Yeah. Yes, it, sir. You and the, him and his wife do like to come to Charleston to vacation. We, we, they ain't got the permanent that's, part down yet, but they do like my, to vacation. That's my, that's my son's name, man. We named him after that wonderful town down there. Exactly. You know, Charleston Network. So, I mean, it's it's, it's it's a special place for us. That's where I asked her to marry me at. That's, that's We love it down there. Man, see, the stars are just aligning to me. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. You just get in the car tonight. Come on. Nah, man, but for real, Coach L, we appreciate it, man. So, uh, you know, if you ain't got anything else, we'll go ahead and close this segment out, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, man, we appreciate you. That's that's the DL segment. Uh, you know, we got a couple more segments left in our position episodes, but for tonight, that's all. We'll see you next time. <laughs>